0: Well, good morning. Happy Easter to all of you. Uh, Thank you for bearing with our yet again technical difficulties. Um, So sorry for the late start, but we are here together this morning to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to start with some worship. So please, wherever you are, join with us. It was mine.
1: Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Jordan. It's been a lot of extra work this morning, but we're glad to be together with you. So, I want to remind you of a couple things as you uh, enter into this coming week. Uh, Tonight, College of Career will be meeting, doing our Zoom meeting. Uh, Also, family discipleship with Pastor Jordan and Josie. They have a meeting as well. Uh, The podcast will be available for uh, Sunday night with Pastor Andy, so he'll be sharing with you uh, tonight. And then on Tuesday night, we have the James Bible study. And I know the student ministry and the children's ministry, they're already used to what's going on as far as Wednesday nights. So I uh, just want to make sure you plug into those opportunities to grow in your relationship with Christ. I had a privilege this week to ride around town, so I want to say thank you to the Culver Houses uh, for the cross that you placed in the front of your yard. Uh, it's been neat also to see some uh, pictures of dads uh, reading uh, with their kids, and uh, that blesses my heart. And so I want to say uh, thank you to Brian Radonski for spending time with Logan, uh, just reading with her and uh It was a blessing to my heart. One other neat thing that took place uh, is in our neighborhood. We didn't have, this wasn't a neighborhood thing, but one of our families in our neighborhood, they had their own family kickball game, which that has not happened in our area. So that was kind of neat to see uh, that take place. Obviously there wasn't 10 people. There was just uh, a couple of uh, just their family uh, playing kickball. So that was uh, pretty special. We do want to remind you this morning that we are going to do communion at the end of our time together. So uh, if you want to grab some bread and some juice, i to make sure that you're aware of that. And one neat thing that's going to take place on April the 25th, uh, Pastor Jordan and, and the group are going to do kind of a night of worship online. So that will be Facebook Live. That will be YouTube. Uh, so mark your calendar for the 25th. Uh, we'll give you all the details as we get a little bit closer. Uh, but we thank for them for their gifts and abilities. And so we're looking forward to Um, To that, So let's start with a word of prayer, and then I'm going to turn it over back to them in in worship. Father, we thank you for uh, this day. Thank you that your son is alive today, and our lives will never be the same because of that. And so, Father, in the midst of all of that, we come this morning to worship you and worship you alone. So thank you for this privilege. Thank you for what you mean to us. May the gospel move and power around the world today. It's your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
2: and only son so that we could live thank you Jesus thank you for being our redemption thank you for going to the cross so that we could live we're so grateful and thankful hallelujah for the cross we praise you Lord because you are the one and only true God worthy of all glory honor and praise use us today Lord and we'll give you all the praise and glory
1: that only you deserve. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, uh, join me in uh, John chapter 19. Uh, John chapter 19. Uh, as you go there, just sort to remind yourself of some things that have taken place. and um, As we gather together as a family today to celebrate the resurrected Christ, uh, remind yourself kind of the the road that he took as he goes into the temple and he reminds them that you know this is supposed to have been a house of worship, a, a house of prayer and uh, you turned it into a den of thieves and and I'll remind yourself of him being beaten and and uh, nailed to a tree. and as I, as I think my way through that as I uh, spend time in God's word, I'm reminded of John chapter 19. And I'm reminded of some words at the end of John chapter 19, starting around verse 28. So it's the Friday night, uh, he's on the cross, and we read these words. And after this, know that all was finished, said to fulfill in the scriptures, I thirst, a jar of sour wine stood there, and so they put a sponge of the sour wine on the hyssop, and they held it to his mouth. And when Jesus have received the sour wine, he said, it is finished, and bowed his head and gave up his spirit. There's power in those words today as we're reminded of it is finished. What's finished? Well, I was reminded of, the, of a verse that we all know is John chapter three, and verse 16, for God so loved us, that's been finished. That's complete. That whoever believes in him, because it's finished, has everlasting life. I was reminded of uh, Ephesians chapter 2, that I was an object of wrath. But because it's been finished, I'm no longer an object of wrath. Because Christ died on the cross and he rose again, because that's been finished, I've been adopted into a family. Not because of anything that I've done, not because of who I am, but because of what he has done. He gave himself for me, and when he said, it is finished, I had the opportunity to receive a free gift. I had the opportunity of salvation. And so on this day, of any other day, on this day, as we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, it's finished. A gift has been given to you. We're going to do that in just a minute. We're going to do communion. And be reminded of his it was a body that was broken and his blood that it was shed. It's finished. 2,000 years ago, he gave a gift for you today. He died on a cross so that you might have eternal life. So that you might have forgiveness of sin. So that you might have the opportunity to be adopted into a family. And so maybe today, as you consider your day, this Easter Sunday, 2020 would be the year that you say, you know what, I believe, I want the gift. I've reminded them what is finished. And so today, and one of the things that we're praying is the gospel moves in power where thousands of people come to know Christ today, that they say yes to the gospel. Jesus, death on the cross for my sin. But also, as I've been spending some time in the scriptures this week, I've been looking at John chapter 20. And I'm going to take you to John chapter 20 and starting in verse 19. But the first 18 verses, Mary Magdalene and Mary are on their way to the tomb. I'm not sure what it was like to be walking to the tomb that day. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a whole lot of conversation going on between the two of them. They were doing what they were supposed to do to fulfill the the Jewish burial customs. This is what we need to do. But there's brokenness in their lives. There's sorrow of their soul. I don't know if they were thinking about this, but the one who who took the demon out of me of Mary Magdalene, he's gone now. The one who brought Lazarus back to life, he's gone. Our hope is gone Where do we turn? What do we do? The disciples on that Sunday, on that first day, we know that two of them ran to the tomb and one believed, and and so there must have been word that was spread because we pick it up in John chapter 20, verse 19, and on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, so I don't know, uh, I know what didn't happen. I know that that Peter and John weren't text messaging each other and saying, hey, let's, you know, we need to have a meeting and let's meet over here at this house. But word must have spread in the midst of the fear. Guys, we need to get together. Peter and John, they've seen something. The tomb is empty, but we don't want to go outside because we're afraid of what the Jews might do to us. And so they're meeting in their home, in their house, or someone's house. I don't know who is there, but I know what takes place. In John chapter 20, in verse 19, on the evening of the first day of the week, the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. See, it's not been long since Jesus rode in on a donkey and everybody's saying, save now. And now they're behind closed doors. Not just closed doors, doors that are locked because of the circumstance of their fear. But on this day, what makes it really exciting for us, and not just today, not just Easter Sunday, but this took place. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. A normal greeting, you read it a lot. But as I was wondering and thinking and asking the Lord, Lord, what did it mean when you said, peace be with them? The disciples are there, there's fear, and and you walk in and the first thing that you say to them is, peace be with you. I'm pretty sure as he walked into that room, there was not a dry eye in that place. As they started to look around at his his hands and his feet and his side, Something took place inside of who they were. And fear no longer was the driving force of who they were. And so as you enter into this Easter Sunday, on this day, Jesus' words are to you, peace be with you. And you say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I mean, I don't see Jesus. He didn't walk into my room. But you know what peace be with you means? John chapter 11 Verses 17 through 25. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Resurrection and life is with you today. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I was reminded of Hebrews chapter 4. Picking it up in verse 14. And you read these words. Since then we have a great high priest. Who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with all of our weaknesses, but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace in the help in our time of need. Peace be with you. Meant the high priest is available for you today. And I don't know what's taken place in your life this last two or three weeks. I know I find myself asking a lot of what-if questions. What about this? And what about this? And what about that? And so as I was sitting in this office on Wednesday, looking at this passage of Scripture, Hebrews, and, and going back to John, and being reminded that, Peace be with me. Something changed inside of me. My focus shifted, not because of anything that I thought about or who I am as a person, but I come to realize that I have peace not because of who I am or not because of my circumstances, but because he's alive. See, the resurrection and the life is with me. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world is with me. I have a high priest who longs to offer me grace and mercy. So I move towards him. While I lean into him, I was reminded of, and you hear me share this fairly often, of Exodus chapter 15, that the Lord is a warrior. 1 Kings chapter 18, starting in verse 27, Elijah, as he's as at he this big, uh, display of God's power and, and the false gods, nothing has taken place. And, and Elijah goes so far and says, maybe your God is meditating or busy or on a journey or sleeping. But because Jesus is alive today, my God is never asleep. My God is never meditating. My God is never not involved in who I am. And so this morning I want you to, to see the opportunity of grace that's available to you today because it's, he said it's finished. I want you to be aware of peace be with you. Not just in a normal greeting, but saying to yourself, okay, today on this Sunday morning, I want to pause and say, okay, Father, the circumstances are this, but because you are this, I have peace, I have comfort, I have hope in the midst of circumstances. Another thing that I want you to see in John, so if you're back with your Bible, go back to John chapter uh, 20. Go back to verse uh, 26. Eight days later, his disciples were inside and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put your hand in the place of my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. this morning, we've not seen the risen Christ. He hasn't showed up in our homes. So we have an opportunity today to receive a blessing. And that blessing will come if we say, you know what, I believe in you. Blessed are those who believe who haven't seen. So in your home today, in just a minute, we're gonna transition to an opportunity to celebrate communion. Celebrate the the remembrance of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so before we do that, I believe there's a lot of people that we don't know that are watching in farther reaches because we are on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. There are other people that are watching. So before we embark on communion, can I ask you a question? Is there a time in your life that you've said, it's finished, I believe, that you've said, you know what, I'm gonna take an opportunity to place my faith in Christ alone. Nothing more, nothing less. Today, as you enter into this Easter weekend, may you pause and say, I believe in you, Jesus. I want to place, I want to receive a free gift of Jesus Christ's death, bound, and resurrection on a cross for my sins. Romans reminds me that all have sinned, Romans also remind me that God demonstrated his own love towards us and that while I was yet sinner, Christ died for me. In Romans chapter six, verse 23, for the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Because he said it is finished. There's an opportunity you to you for have forgiveness today. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to walk down an aisle. You don't have to raise your hand in your home, but you have to receive the gift. You have to come to a place in your life that you come to realization, it is finished for me. I believe in you, Jesus. And then there's others of us, as we gather today, the what-ifs are great. There are things that are consuming your life today. And I want to offer you peace. I can't sell it to you. I can offer it to you. Peace is not something that you can get. It's something that is given to you because Jesus wants to walk into your life today. He wants to sit in your living room today and say, okay, let's let's have a little conversation about the what ifs. But I want you to know that I am. So this morning, the I am is here. He wants to do a work in your life. He wants you who doesn't know him on this Easter weekend to say, yes, I believe in you, Jesus. And he wants those of us that is somewhere in the midst of this storm, the circumstances have gotten so big that we forgot about pieces with us. So the debt has been paid, the tomb is empty, Will you believe? Will you say yes to Jesus for forgiveness? Will you say yes to Jesus for healing in your life today? So now as your family gets ready to gather around the communion table, I want to give you just a second maybe to kind of get situated and kind of share with you another opportunity where God just spoke loudly and clearly. I had the opportunity on Friday to go for a car ride and a lot of times i don't i don't listen to the radio i just kind of like the peace and quiet but on friday i have my radio on and i i'm not sure how long ago this has been i think Callie was the one that actually sang it for the first time but i could be wrong the old church choir song was on the radio and so, you know, here I don't sing because the microphone's there. And so I'm really looking forward to getting back to worship. So I go out there and sing as loud and off-key as I want and it won't mess anybody up. So in my van on Friday, I'm riding down the road and this song comes on. There's a revival and it's spreading like wildfire in my heart. What's spreading like wildfire in your heart today? A Sunday morning, Hallelujah. And it lasts all week long. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? It's the rhythm of the gospel song. Oh, once you choose it, you can't lose it. There ain't nothing, there ain't nothing going to steal my joy. Now I realize that there are times in our lives that there are things that are overwhelming and sometimes the bubbly joy is not there. But because of the gospel in my life and it's not gonna go away. There is an underlying joy. No, it ain't nothing gonna steal my joy. When the valleys that I wander turn to mountains that I cannot climb. Oh, you're with me. You never leave me because there ain't nothing gonna steal my joy. And then as you think about clapping your hand and you stomp your feet until you find that gospel beat see I mean, there's a lot of people that don't have that gospel beat inside of their soul in the midst of that storm but he's available to you I have an old church choir singing in my soul I have a sweet salvation and it's beautiful And it's all because of this day. The resurrection of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I have hope. I have peace. And I pray on this Easter weekend, you have the same things. So as we transition to communion, if you have your Bible, you can turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 if you choose. We're, in just a minute, we're going to celebrate and be reminded of the, the body that was given for us. So ponder this morning what Good Friday really looked like. What it meant for your Savior to say, go ahead. I will choose to give up my body for us. I choose to be broken so that we, in 2020, as we celebrate Easter weekend, could have hope. So in just a second, um, here what we've done is, is we've placed, because there's a group of us here, so just so you know, those of you that are concerned, all of our communion bread is an individual, what we would normally use as our juice cup so that we don't pass all of our germs around. And so you can take your bread if you choose and um, and place it in your hand. And I'm just going to read you a passage of scripture. And then I'm going to pray. And and a Pastor Jordan, and then I'm going to come back in, and we're going to, we're going to close here in just a second. But for the first part of communion, um, yeah, if you don't mind, coming just playing quietly. in uh, Just a second. I'm going to read these words. For I received from the Lord that I also delivered that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said. This is my body, which is for you. And so for those of us that are here at the church, if you want to come in like Susan and then want to come in and take communion, you're more than welcome to come and uh, take a cup um, off the table. um, But reminded this morning that he gave his body for you. So before we partake in communion, would you join me in prayer? Father, I thank you for this time to be together. I thank you for what you're doing in our world. Even though it's, it's different, it's still good. Because you're sovereign. So this doesn't catch you by surprise. So thank you for giving us the privilege today to pause as a family in our homes and say thank you, Jesus, for giving your body for me. Because father, I believe, there's no, no more powerful gift than a home. No more greater, no better opportunity for a dad to sit with his kids today, around your broken body. So may this develop us, provide spiritual muscle, as we pause in a different way to celebrate something that was finished 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. We also have our cup with us this morning. And so, um, remind you of the words of Jesus. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. It's kind of interesting today that the world doesn't offer us a whole lot today. But this cup offers us everything. Forgiveness, hope, strength, power, joy. Because one was willing to give his life for us. So Jesus, thank you for shedding your blood so that the resurrection and life would be inside of me. So that I would have forgiveness of my sin. So that I would have a great high priest that I could come to for mercy and for grace. That I'd be reminded of the powerful God that Elijah stood in said maybe your God is asleep and he knew in his soul that his God was not asleep and that you would do something magnificent and that we could look back on that and say well there's the power of my God because of you Jesus because of your shedding of your blood it's your name I pray Amen so as we end our time together I know it's Really, kind of different for you to be at home. But one thing I was thinking about on this day is that no choir will get the credit today. No special outfit will be admired today. That basically, this Easter, everything has been stripped away. But one thing it is finished the death of our Savior and the resurrection of the King of kings and the Lord of Lords, so that you could have peace in your home today. will turn it back to Pastor Jordan. <laughs>
0: Sunday. We will see you next week. We love you. We
2: love Happy you. Sunday. Bye. Happy